Marathane, a world of magic, machines, and mysteries. We join our crew of orcs, nerds, showmen, and robots to find what they're all looking for. Answers! Are robots alive? Where's my sister? Does mac and cheese have healing properties? Fighting beasts and pirates? We follow their journey, but look out! Death is on the horizon, as this world shows no mercy. Join us to see who lives and who dies on death by a thousand crits, where what's dead stays dead. A sibling revelry entertainment production. Hello everyone, Announcement Skylar here, and you just had the opportunity to hear an ad spot for my good friend Dante's show, Death by a Thousand Crits. Now they are another live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast and they have great characters, awesome storyline. They're a great show. I highly recommend it. And not only do they have a great show, they've been super supportive of me and Fireside Dice. They've been listening and their editor Hunter actually gave me some pointers and helped me out with the audio of today's episode. Because unfortunately there was some complications when we originally recorded today's episode. And that made the audio quality a bit subpar. I tried my hardest to fix it as much as I can. But there was only so much I could do. So today's audio might not be the best. I'm sorry. I hope you're patient with us. We only got like three or four more episodes, I think, before we get into the episodes recorded with the new mics and the new audio setup. And I cannot wait for you to hear that. It's going to be great. But today's episode has a lot of really fun, really great stuff that happened. So without further ado, let's leave it to intro Skylar and Bartholomew to kick us off for today's episode. Well, hello there, friends. This is your friendly neighborhood storyteller Bartholomew here to let you know that the events in today's episode get a little bit intense. So some parental guidance is recommended. Oh, hello, friend. Come. Join us by the fire. The story's about to begin. Welcome back again to Fireside Dice. So, last time, the group reunited, had quite a bit of information that went down. They were accused of murder. They met up with Streffen Mauer, also known as the Fiend out here in the Outland Valleys. And those are kind of the biggest pieces, but there's some other smaller stuff. We found out about Suri's patron a little bit more. Um, there seems to be some stuff going on there, Just but little. that will unfold as the story unfolds. I'm sure it's not important. Yeah, no, not yeah, at all. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to be concerned. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll just drop a <clears throat> subject. won't ask any more questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the group decided that... They do want to clear their names. However, there is a matter of import here on Innistrad that requires their attention. And it has to do with the Church of Avacyn here in the town of Shadowgrange. So, leaving the Blood of the Vine Tavern and going towards the Church of Avacyn. What are you guys thinking? What are you doing? How active is Shadowgrange during the day, quote-unquote? Your guess is it should be more active than it is. There's not very many people out. Is it about the same feel that we got like when we first arrived? Mm-hmm. Okay. That it is furtive, that there is excess attention going on, 
to the town itself, not to you guys. And whether that attention is coming from Streffenmauer or from another source is unclear. I just had a thought, actually. Suri, you can turn two people invisible, right? That's correct. Okay. Does that include yourself? Uh, up to two people I touch. So here's here's what I'm kind of thinking. You two can turn invisible, and then I can go to the church to distract the priest with some sort of conversation. I'm pretty good at talking. And while I'm doing that, you guys can sneak into the church invisible and start snooping around. Works for me. Yeah. All that right. seems like as good of an idea as, as good of an idea as any. So let's get over near the church and find somewhere to hide away for a second while we do the necessary spelling. Going into a little bit of a corner between a couple of houses just off of where the church is. Suri, I assume you pull back out that shadowy orb? Yep. Pull out the same uh, black book with gray pages and yeah, similarly pull out uh, two marbles kind of uh, of the same color, like kind of dark and purplish, and just hand one to and one to Boffer, and then she puts one in her own hand and just kind of like squeezes on it, and slowly it encapsulates from her hand, uh, making her whole body invisible. While she's like getting the components out and getting ready, Bartholomew's gonna lay a hand on each of their shoulders and kind of give them a little bit of pep talk, like, "All right, you guys can do this. Remember, someone could be in danger in there." We want to get in, get information, and then do something if you find the person. And as he's given this, I'm going to cast um, Enhance Ability. Yeah, I'm going to cast it at third level so it affects both of them, and I'm going to give them both Cat's Grace, which gives them advantage on Dexterity checks. Wait, the Invisibility is already going to give them advantage, though. Mm. So they can't have double advantage. The Bardic Inspiration lasts for 10 minutes. Like, they have it for 10 minutes, and they can use it at any point during that 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I could also use Owl's Wisdom to give them advantage on wisdom checks for searching stuff. So here's the question. Are you casting Enhance Ability, or are you giving them Inspiration? Um, I'll save the spell slot. I will give each of them a Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Is it a d4? It's a d8. Wow! So for 10 minutes, you can add it to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Um, It can be added after seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome. Okay. And before we part, Balfour's just kind of going to pat Bartholomew on the back and say, just make sure to distract him well. And you kind of feel a surge where Balfour pats you on the back. And you now are, you now have guidance. So for the next minute, um, you can choose to roll a D4 and add that number to one of your ability checks of choice. Okay. We're just sitting here buffing each other. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So getting up to the door takes about 30 seconds. (laughs) I'm going to knock on the door and call out, say, um, father, did I, Donovich? Donovich. Father Donovich, it's me, Bartholomew. I was here the other day. I was wanting to come and apologize for my friend. We could talk for a moment and try and persuade him to let me in. And at this point, it is going to be a persuasion check. One, it is early in the morning. Two, you were not thrown out on your ear, but close enough that 
coming back is interesting. Okay. And it's a D4 for guidance, right? Yeah, and you can roll it before or after right, your initial I'm roll. I'm just going to roll it anyway because I'm going to lose it otherwise. 19. The door opens slightly, and instead of seeing Father Donovich, you see the traveling priest that you picked up and brought in. And he says, yes? Oh, good. It's good to see you up and about. You seem to be doing better. Well, I don't have any more blessings for the day. However, I believe that I am much better. Oh, good. And as I'm talking, I'm just going to like push the door open and walk in. Be like, I was just wanting to come by. Um, good to see that you're doing better. I just wanted to talk to Brother Donovich and apologize for my friend's behavior yesterday. He was kind of out of turn. And I was a little bit too, so I was just hoping to apologize. Is he here? Can I... Can I see him? So you almost bowl him over as you open up the door. The other two following in behind you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need the two of you to roll stealth checks. Add advantage because you are invisible. Nice. I got a 21, so that's oh, pretty dang good. That I, got, I got a 16. Nice. Okay. So as Bartholomew is talking, he opens up the door. The two of you go inside. Now, to describe the layout of this place, the hallway, there's a hallway that passes two sets of doors and then goes out into the main chapel area. As Bartholomew is talking, he gets about halfway down the hallway between the two sets of doors, and he's talking to this priest, and the priest says to him, let me check with Father Donovich first, and then he goes to the door if you're facing from the front. It would be on the right-hand side, second door in. Is that the same direction that we heard the screams coming from? No. It would have been from the first door on the right. Okay. Suri and I can't see each other, right? No, you cannot. That makes it difficult. Balfour's just going to sneak over to that first door on the right where he heard the screams coming from the day before. Is there is there any doors that are definitely like unlocked or just open? None of them are open. <clears throat> so this gets to be even more fun because it's like, how do you cover that up? Is the door on the right where the screens were coming from locked? You want to go for it? Is it locked? I want I want to try it. Okay, so as the priest goes in, you try for the door, and as you hear the creak from down there, you can find that it is locked. Okay. Balfour, realizing that the door is locked, is going to pull the magic shiv that he got from Krenko out and unlock the door. Oh! So here's the thing. That Mm -hmm. doesn't unlock doors. That can punch through force barriers. Oh, Oh, shoot. That's what it was. Okay, I couldn't remember because I forgot to write down the description. But if you would like to jimmy the lock, you can roll a sleight of hand check at disadvantage. Yeah, let me just double check and see if I have these tools. I don't think I do. But... I, I doubt it. And the shift, no, I don't. It, I mean, it would have you roll, but at disadvantage. Yeah, I'll go for it. 18 plus 2, 20. That's not at bad. disadvantage? Oh, not disadvantage. Oh, uh, you got to kill oh. the vibe. Come on. <laughs> Is that an I'm taking it. No, but I'm taking a picture of it. Is it another? Oh 18? no! It's another eighteen. Oh <laughs> my goodness! I I just gotta, just for my sake, I gotta take a picture of this. You're gonna look at this picture in five years and be like, "Wait a second, what was this?" It's like, if only those could have been death saves. Like, 
it, this is fairly simple. I mean, there's a little bit of a gap between the door and the door jamb. So you slide the shiv up underneath, lift it to catch the lock, and as you pull at the handle and do that, it clicks, the door swings open, and there's just the barest of a creak. Once the door opens, I'm going to move to go stand by it. So if they come in while it's still open, I, I can be like, just look like I was curious and looking around. Do you want to close the door behind you? Do I feel if Suri has followed me? Suri, like where around? would you have been during all of this? That is the next question, isn't it? Yeah. So I initially was looking for like any open doors. Now I'm kind of thinking go closer to uh, Bart because I can actually see him and whatever door he like potentially opens or something or probably equidistant between the nearest door to Bart and him. Okay. So, yeah, Buffer, there's no indication as to whether or not Surrey would have followed you in. You open up the door, quickly go inside. Do you want to close it behind you? Closed but not locked. Closed but not locked. You close it back up. Surrey, there's a door that opens up, opens, closes right back up. Oh, okay. Um, and I see that happen? Yep. I'll walk over to the door and I'll keep an eye on Bart, making sure that he's thoroughly distracting the people before I touch the door. Okay. At about this point, Father Donovich and the traveling priest come out from what you presume to be his offices slash bedroom. Okay. Once they come in, I'm going to smile and start walking towards them away from the door. Ah, uh, you're back. Yes, and I just, I'm not sure how much our friend here told you. I just wanted to apologize for yesterday. Um, we came in here. We had no right to be questioning your authority or questioning you. And my friend was very aggressive. I just wanted to apologize for all that. And just wanted to reiterate, like, we just want to help people. I just want to help people. I wasn't sure if there's anything I could do. And I just, I don't want to be stepping on any toes here. So are you having this conversation in the hallway or are you kind of subtly guiding them towards the chapel area? I think I'll be guiding them towards the chapel area. Okay. I want you to roll a persuasion check. And while he's doing this, Suri, if you would like to roll a stealth check at yes, advantage sir. to sneak into that door, then you can do that. This is what it. I get for picking up a d20 that's been sitting with the one facing up to roll. You never do that. No. I, I rolled a one. Oh no. I rolled an 18, then a 19, if that changes nice. anything. So synthetic 20. So, Suri, you're able to pretty subtly get the door open and closed, but there is an audible creak. That is the piece that keeps Father Donovich from being fully led down towards the chapel. There's just the barest of a creak. Suri, you sneak in successfully. And Father Donovich looks around and just says, did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, like what I was saying, <laughs> how long have you been a priest? Like, you, if you've been doing it long? Like, what's Two the priests process? look at each other, and he, they look back at you, and they say, I mean, Father Donovich, he looks at you, and he says, your apology is appreciated. However, an apology from your friend would also be appreciated. 
That's good to know. I will go and find him. He went out into town to do something. He said something this morning about wanting bacon. I think he's looking for some bacon. So I can go try and find him in the market or wherever you go around here to find bacon. Do you know where to buy bacon? Is there somewhere here in town that I can go to buy bacon? Because he's really attached to his morning breakfast, having bacon. (laughs) (laughs) And Father Donovich, he can tell that you are just, there's something off at this point. Okay. (laughs) That was not an answer about the bacon, though. I mean, (laughs) we we still need this information. (laughs) (laughs) This is the most crucial thing. And he says, I enjoy my bacon as well. However, that can be sourced from some of the locals. Okay. I, was just... I know that there are a few that slaughter their own pigs. They might have a couple of stocks. If you're looking for something a tad more sweet, I know that there's a older lady who comes uh, over in the evenings with self-proclaimed sweet pies. I have not had any myself. Is there a particular time of day? Should I, like... If I were to want some, could I just wait here? Is she going to be here soon? or is... Oh, she does not come to the church. I have... Oh, okay. There's something off about her. Oh. Off in like a, I'm going to steal your children sort of a way, or off in the, like, she's just crazy? I just suspect the former. Oh. That's not good. Has there been children going missing in town? Or... Only a couple. That's really no. not good. Yes. That is one of the problems, and he turns to his associate, that he was sent here to deal with. Oh, okay. It's good to know that the church is aware of things here. I try to care for my flock. And I genuinely believe that you are trying your best and you're doing as much as you can. So let's switch over to (laughs) Surrey and Baffer. The two of you are now in this room, and this place is pretty ransacked. It's definitely, it's seen better days. Um... And you can see that there was furniture. It's very torn up. And in the corner, there's quite visibly a path leading to a trap door that has a chain and lock across it. Is there any bars or is it just solid trap door? It is a solid wood trap door. Okay. Nothing else in the room that we can see? No one else? Nothing really of value. Okay. Do I know that Sir is with me now? Like, did I notice the door open and close? And that yeah, she's you would probably... have heard the okay. door open and close again, and no one visibly walked in. So your guess is that it's Surrey. Okay. I was kind of whisper out. Do you want to open the trap door? Surrey whispers, "Yes, we should." I mean, she like happens to be right next to him. <laughs> okay. Awesome. That was really loud. All right. <laughs> They'll stealthily approach the trap door then. It, you said there was chains across it? There is a chain that is padlocked to the ground. Okay. But not one on the trap door. Yep. So it's over the trap door and it seems like it does seal it shut. Okay. At least effectively. This is the main thing of interest in the room. Like everything else is pretty torn up, other than like furniture and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there are shreds of scripture books and hymnals and stuff like that. Hmm. Shards of bookshelf. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm trying to think if there's a yeah, if there's yeah. a quiet way to. 
I'm looking at my spells. I don't really see anything that helps too much. This is where having a rogue would be very helpful. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Yeah. Nothing else really of value in this room. The path there, the the trap door in the corner, solid wood. It has a chain across it that's bolted down in and has a padlock effectively sealing the trap door. It's not exactly airtight, like if a vampire in mist form wanted to get in there, they absolutely could. But for any sort of corporeal creature, it's effective. Okay. As quietly as possible, Balfour is going to attempt to unlock the padlock and move the chain across from the top of the trapdoor. Okay. So rolling at disadvantage, and if you want to add Bardic Inspiration, you absolutely may. Okay. Bardic Inspiration, you said, last 10 minutes? Yes. How long has it been? Do I know? It has not been 10 minutes. It's been okay. probably five or so. Okay. For now, I'm going to stick with the 18 that I rolled, plus two, so unnatural 20. 18? 18 plus two, so synthetic 20. A disadvantage. Mm-hmm. The first roll was a 12. So it and would then... have been the 12. Oh, you take the lower. You're right, you're right. Plus two, so I'm going to roll the dark. Bark. Plus five. Five, six, seven. All right, 19. 19. The shiv is the thinner of the two. Not by a great deal, but by enough that it goes into the keyhole, but it doesn't it doesn't go all the way in. And it just the barest hint of a twist, it feels like it's just about to give. You need something just a tad thinner. Check my inventory here. I have a tinder box. I have a mess kit. Ooh. Fork from the mess kit? If you do just one tine of the fork, then probably. Okay. I'll try that. I'll I'll take out my fork. And I will bend one of the tines on it and attempt to pick it with that. Okay. So I want you to roll again. Disadvantage. All right. First one was an 11. That's rough. And 14. Okay. So 13 total. Okay. So while the tine is bent, it's so it was it's thinner in one dimension, but it's thicker in another dimension than the shiv, and it doesn't quite fit into the keyhole. I'll kind of whisper out for Suri. Suri, do you have anything else that we can use to open this? Um, I tried the shiv, and I tried a fork. It's not going to work. I have a a monster hunter pack. I'm sure that doesn't have lockpicks. Doesn't seem like it would. Uh, it's got a crowbar, a hammer, wooden stakes. <laughs> Holy smokes. Holy symbol, some manacles, a steel mirror, oil, and a tinderbox. Hmm. Those are all very, ooh, a crowbar, though. That would be so loud. Yeah. I have a random iron key. I don't remember when we got it. I think it was one that was Krenko. That was off of Krenko. I could try to bump the lock, you know, put the key in and, like, give it a little thump and see if I can get the pins to set around the outside of the key to unlock it. If the key's even the same size as the padlock hole, I don't know. Doesn't seem like it is. Dang it. I don't have anything else really to pick this with. We might have to break it. But then if we break it, we can't close it again. Hmm. 
the crowbar might be able to get underneath the chain on one of the sides and get that bolt out. Yeah, I was just about to ask, like, what is the chain connected to? Like, are we able to yeah, do something with that? That's probably the best shot you have at this point. All right. Oh, let's give it a shot. Yeah, I'll I'll put the I'll place the crowbar from my monster hunter pack on the door so that Boffer can grab it. So you set it down next to one of the ends of the chain, which has the bolt going through one of the eyelets, and set it down. It appears after you let go of it. And Baffer, you get the hint. Pry this thing open. Okay. As quietly as possible. (laughs) (laughs) So, considering that you have the crowbar, you can make an athletics check at advantage to break this. However, if you want to use the crowbar, you will make a stealth check at disadvantage. But then the advantage and your disadvantage, those would effectively cancel out. If I wrap my cloak partially around the crowbar where the chain is, can I attempt to diminish the sound it's going to make by prying? It's less of the noise of the crowbar on the chain and more about the bolt coming out of the wood. Okay. Well, sorry, how long does this invisibility last? It lasts for an hour, as long as you don't attack anybody. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I'm going to go ahead and go for it then. You said an athletics roll? Yep. And just straight roll? Straight roll, unless you want to take advantage. That's all right. So this is instead of using the crowbar, just kind of grabbing at it and pulling. That is a 26. 26? Athletics is my highest stat, so. Okay. So you were part of the brute squad, effectively. I mean, you did you did your time there with them on Kaladesh as you were a guard. And so you know how to break and enter. Normally you would have like a ram or a crowbar or something, but you can get the job done yourself. You reach down, grab just where the chain meets the, where it meets the bolt. Mm-hmm. Set your feet and lift. There's just the slightest as the bolt comes out of the wood enough that you just start twisting after that. And relatively stealthily, you have managed to bust this thing open. Nice. You did that so well, Balfour. I'm so proud of you. Invisible Balfour just shakes his head. Um, all right, do we get so we can get the trap door open after the bolt comes out? As that sound is made, there's not anything audible from outside of the door, but from the trap door, you can hear some sort of almost scurrying. Okay. And then the trap door starts leaping up of its own accord. And you can hear the screaming once again from down below. Unnerving. I'm standing on the trap door, so I'm assuming it can't open. Yeah, it can't open. But you can hear, Dad, are you going to let me out? Ooh, no. Mm. Oh, no. (laughs) Trying to see if I have anything I can use. I've got, I've got a, the holy water and stuff too. 
<laughs> That's probably handy. You've got holy water, you've got a holy symbol, you've got a mirror, you've got stakes. Yeah. You need to get this thing. Alright, sir, are we opening this trapdoor? Despite what we just heard? Uh, yeah, I think I think we have to. Alpha will, before he gets off the trapdoor, he's gonna just precautiously pull out nope. his battle axe. Luckily, we're both still invisible, though. So yeah. she won't come right after us. Yeah. Just as a precaution, pulling out his battle axe, extending it to its full length, and then we'll just back off the trapdoor and find a corner. Yeah. <laughs> corner, corner, very good. As the two of you back off into the corner, as soon as you are off of the trapdoor, it slams open. And you can see this emaciated, gangly figure just almost leap out of it. Can we? Can I hear the trapdoor being slammed open from where we are, where I am in the church with the priest? Yeah, as you've continued your conversation, there's been the pounding that the priest tried to dissuade you against, and then eventually a slam, and Father Donovich looks over and he says, oh no. What was that? The wayward child. And he goes towards the door. Wayward child? What are you talking about? And I'm going to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can just picture Bart doing that so well in this church. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I want you guys to roll for initiative. Oh! You want me to roll for Yes. Okay. That's pretty good. I got a seven plus one, so an eight. Okay. Oh, I got In a three plus two. <laughs> Anyone over twenty? Anyone over fifteen? Okay. Anyone over ten? I got a thirteen. Anyone over five? I got an eight. I got a five. Oh man. We yeah. might have messed up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Guy locked up his daughter down here? What the heck? That, or, yeah. or son, we're not sure yet. This vampire spawn. Oh. Hmm. As he jumps out, says, why? And he's going to make a dash for Father Donovich. So have Father Donovich reached the room? Yes, he has just barely opened up the door. You're standing there behind him. And your two friends, Invisible, are presumably inside here. And you can see that there is this ghastly figure that jumps out from the trap door and is just starting to charge Father Donovich. This is going to be an attack. Oh. Which is very bad for Father Donovich. <laughs> it's like for it. Yes! <laughs> oh, shoot. That is an angry child. Oh, boy. I don't need to roll. Oh. Basically, jumps onto Father Donovich and tears his throat out. Oh, my God. And engorges on the blood. Bartholomew is just like, what? And looks up at the other priest like, did, did that just happen? Do we have any reactions? to this, or are we just waiting for an story at this point? Buffer, he would have left your threat your engagement zone, so if you would like to take a swipe at him as he's charging away, you may do so. 
or do you think that Father Donovich is getting what he deserves? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to decide at this point. Okay, I'll I'll take a swing at him. That is a thirteen. This thing is unnaturally quick mm-hmm. and gets out of your range before you're able to fully. Your axe comes down behind it, and you are now lo- no longer invisible. Oh, this is very bad. Yeah. With that, Bartholomew, it goes to you. Shoot, hey, that was unexpected. I was unprepared for that. <laughs> it's a good thing we're level five, though. What's the what's the layout in this hallway? Where is the priest we saved compared to the or not zombie, the vampire spawn and me? Like I know those two are in the room. Where, where what's the okay. layout? For so Father Donovich just opened the door, turning in, and is now in the doorway. The vampire spawn is right in front of you. Okay. And the priest that you saved is directly behind you. Okay. The vampire spawn is right in front of me? Yes. Okay, I think just instinctually... I'm trying to think how to flavor this. Bartholomew is going to yell, Mother Donovich! And the force of his scream ripples out in a thunder wave at <laughs> second level. First level. So that's... Every creature within a 15-foot cone or cube originating from me makes a constitution saving throw. Every creature? Yeah. So this is going to hit the priest behind you. This is going to hit your friends. Would and this is going to hit the family. there in the room? Like, the, there's a wall between us? There is not a wall between you guys. Wait. You were, like, literally right behind Father Donovich I thought, as he opened up the store. Aren't I still in the hallway, though? You are still in the hallway. Okay. Uh, if it's gonna hurt my friends, I won't do it. So it's like, a if I, super if tiny I sidestep so that I'm not in the doorway, would I be able to do it without hitting them? You can step back just far enough. Yeah, that should be easy. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. So it's still gonna attempt, possibly hit this priest. So he's gonna make a saving throw, and our vampire is gonna make a saving throw. Holy crap! Don't tell me you just net 20 again. I don't know what is with this vampire. He wants he wants blood. Apparently. I was going to say the save is 16, but... <laughs> yeah, and it's a deck save, correct? Uh, con save. Con save. Well, the priest does not make it, but oh. the vampire does. Okay, well, the vampire's still going to take half damage. That is 10 thunder damage. So five for the vampire and... And for the priest. No witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new okay. power for Bartholomew, so I don't think he's used to it. Yeah, it's 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 strange for you. This is something probably inspired by the one Rakdos event that you've gone to. <laughs> <laughs> At one time he walked in thinking it was a normal circus. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh a circus, this will be absolutely oh. fine. And then they pulled out the buzz saws. The the blood. <laughs> So yeah, the traveling priest, he's going to grab Father Donovich by the lapels and start dragging him away and just say, can you handle this? I'll try. I'm going to pull my rapier out if I can. Okay, you can you can absolutely pull your rapier out. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Suri, it is now you. 
Also, okay. any like loose items in the hallway also got pushed. Oh, I forgot that part. Vampire so, and the priest got pushed ten feet, as well as anything that wasn't secured. From is there is there just the one vampire that we're uh, fighting right now, or is it the vampire and this uh, uh, ghastly creature as well? The vampire is the ghastly creature. Okay, just making sure. I, I'm just gonna cast uh, my Eldritch Blast on him. I'm gonna keep it simple. I'll move to the probably the furthest back in the room, uh, the trapdoor room I can, so that I'm farthest away. That's where you started out. Okay. So yeah, I'll just do my Eldritch Blast from there. Okay. And since I'm level 5, I have two of them now. Ooh, roll two attacks. Yeah, that one's not very good. First one is a 14. Then the second one is a 21. Okay. So one of these goes right underneath his armpit. The second goes right between the shoulder blades in his back. Roll for damage. Nice. Ooh, I got nine plus four, so 13 damage on that. Nice. 14? 13. Okay. Balfour, it goes to you. Okay. Uh, Balfour, how far away is the vampire? Um, 10, 15-ish feet. Okay. Balfour would like to get closer. Within five feet. Okay. And then I am going to attack with my great axe. Hey, here's my question. Is your great axe magical in nature? No, it's purely mechanical. Okay. Dang. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's Alfred doesn't know the, anything. <laughs> that's not the sort of question you want to hear from a dungeon master. Yeah, uh, he's, he's rolling. Alfred doesn't know any different. That is... gosh! Okay, this dice is now betraying me. Uh, that is a 11 to hit, which does not hit. Nope. And... Let's see, that's an action, that's an action. Actually, hold on, you'd be flanking with Bartholomew. You can roll with advantage. It. I'll take it. Actually, Unless the vampire moved closer, he got pushed 15 feet away, or 10 feet away from me. Oh, so he would be... I don't... Would he be knocked prone by that, or no? Um, I don't think the spell said anything about prone. I think it was just to get pushed. Were Surya and I on opposite, opposite sides of the room? Yeah. Would we then be flanking the vampire between us? If you would like to get into a flanking position with Surya, you can do that. Okay. I will do that, and I will give it one more roll here. That is much better. Okay, this dice is possessed, because that was another 18, which is 20... What is that? Can't do math. 25 to hit. It's a lot. It hits. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. And then damage. Where is my d12? Hello, friend. A big boy. Mm -hmm. 10 plus 4. 14 damage. I should not have said, hey, big boy. Well, that's half, because non-magical damage. Yep. Uh, Balfour doesn't. Does Balfour notice that the damage doesn't seem to be doing as much as he thinks it would? So you slam it in, and you can feel that there's some heavy resistance to this, um, and you're able to put together something's not right. Okay. As we go back to the top of initiative, Suri, this vampire is right in front of you turns around and is going to go at you with a claw. Oh, man. 
you are pretty close to the back of the wall and you slide, you, you get as far back from this thing as possible just in sheer shock and it manages to not hit you as you duck back a little oh. bit. <laughs> Man, that could easily be like so much damage if just one of those hits. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's and surprising. then it's going to go at you with its second claw. Oh. Which will definitely hit. And instead of dealing damage, it's going to draw you in close. It seems like that first one was almost a faint as it grabs your arm and brings you in, ready to bite down. Bartholomew, it goes to you. So is the vampire in the room now, or it's already come out? You are in the doorway. You shoved it back 10, 15-ish feet. Mm -hmm. And now it is in the room with your two friends flanking it. Well... They were flanking it until this vampire just grabbed Suri and is pulling her in. You assume to not be a very nice kiss. <laughs> I'm having to fight some metagaming here. I think I know things about vampires that would affect player choices, but I think... How do, does Father Donovich, how does he look? He looks like he's on death's door, it, but your guess is that the other priest is taking him away to help deal with that. Okay. Then I'm pretty sure, at me as a player, is pretty sure this is not going to work. But Bartholomew is going to try and cast Suggestion on the vampire to try to suggest leave her alone. Okay. 16? Yep. It doesn't seem to get through. This thing seems more hungry for blood than anything. Okay. It will take it where it can get it. Then, as my bonus action, I'm going to look at Balfour and I'm going to say, quick, stop it, and I'm going to give him another bardic inspiration. Okay. What, anything you want to do with your movement? No, I'm going to stay where I'm at. I don't want to get in Balfour's way. Okay. It seems as though the priests are slowly making their way more towards the chapel. Um, Suri, it goes to you. Uh, so it has my arm grabbed. How yep. how hard would it be to grab that holy water? It would just be... I would consider it just a use item action. So you could pull it out, and if you want to slam it onto him, you could make a touch attack. Uh, okay. Yeah, I would like to do that. Okay. I want you to roll an attack check. Uh, and this is going to be strength-based. Oh, no... Oh my goodness, I actually have no strength mod. Yeah, I got a six. So you're able to pull out this holy water, but as as this vampire looks at you and looks at that, he shakes you, and I need you to make a strength saving throw to see if you can hold on to this. Can I use my bonus action to Misty Step out of this before he does that? Yes, you can. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and misty step uh, near where Bartholomew is, like more towards the chapel, like hallway area. That dark purple, almost black smoke appears again, and you go right behind Bartholomew, and the vampire is grabbing onto Miss now. Nice. That was very cool. Good. Anything you wanna do with your movement? Do you wanna get back into the room deal and hang out back here? Uh. I'll just get within max max uh, Eldritch Blast range of where I can still see the monster. So you go across the rest of the hallway where you can still see this creature 
and have Eldritch Blast ready. Yep. Okay. Baffer, it's you. Seeing Suri almost get bitten and then seem to disappear, and though he would never admit it, is slightly terrified of whatever this thing is, he starts to feel kind of like a warmth in his chest, and a greenish-white light starts to kind of culminate on his hands, and instinctually he just kind of pushes away and from towards the monster, and he will unintentionally cast Guiding Bolt at the vampire. Oh. Ooh, that's a good spell. Not only is that a good spell, look at that flavor. That's that pocket bacon flavor. flavor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ooh, 19 plus 4. That is a 23. I don't even need to use my Bardic Inspiration. You've already used... Oh, no, you have a new one. Yeah, I have, I have a new one. one. All right, so that is 4d6. 15 damage. 15. Nice. And At this point, off. you can start seeing that as this green energy coalesces around him, forming helical shapes that almost seem to guide towards this vampire, you can tell that he's looking pretty hurt. I have a bonus. Yeah, I'm going to do it. What are you going to do? I am going to Axon Church. Oh, wow. And I am going to come at him with my great axe now. Okay, you get to roll that at advantage. Full swing, yep. Can I use Bardic Inspiration on my attack roll? Yeah. Then absolutely. Oh, is that right. the one where you, you roll less to hit, but for more damage? Yep. Oh, that's so cool. So that is... Total 22 minus 5. <laughs> <laughs> does that hit? Yes, it does. Awesome. <laughs> so that will deal an extra. Is it an I can't remember. I have to look. It's, it's an extra 10 damage. Just straight out 10. Woo. Yeah. All right. Where's my D12? 22 damage. Oh, that's so good. So you pour some ether into him, having this flow guiding towards him of fate and chance and you bring up your axe and bring it right down and it bites deep into his chest and screaming he wants to get away from you <laughs> that was that was a crazy amount of damage even <laughs> with that halved mm -hmm. yikes and then any if I have any remaining movement that I can take I will just kind of back off. So you want to back off? And stand at the ready. Okay, so as you back away, he's going to swipe at you with a claw, but he, he, it's very half-hearted. It doesn't even really go for you because, frankly, there's a little bit of fear mixed in with this. He's going to run over to the wall and start climbing and climbs up the wall onto the ceiling and is going to try and make his way towards the door out of reach. It's not a nice scene. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, I don't like things. I don't like things falling on the walls. Okay, that is his turn, Bart. It goes to you. Okay, as as I watch this impressive display from Balfour and the vampire, almost in fear, crawling up the wall on the ceiling to get away, he's just gonna spit out 
Are you afraid of the light and cast vicious mockery? Okay. <laughs> what kind of save is that? 16 wisdom. That's the opposite of a 20. You rolled a one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now, take... I like flavoring those so that way it counts as a critical for you. That's 10 psychic damage, and he has disadvantage on his next attack roll. You guys seem to be making short work out of this guy. <laughs> um, the traveling priest, he comes back, he says, I've got Father Donovich taken care of. And he looks up, looks at this vampire hanging off the ceiling. And he's going to say, yeah, what well, he said, afraid of the light, casting vicious mockery. <laughs> and once again, a failure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not a natural one, but... These words seem to cut deep. And with that, Surrey, it goes to you. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna see this thing crawling on the walls and try to snipe it down with, with a couple more blasts. Uh, do I still have the Bardic Inspiration from earlier? I believe so. Okay. Ooh, I got a nat 20 on my first roll. Oh, critical. <sighs> should I do the damage for that one now or should I roll my second one? Roll for the second one. And right. we'll do all the damage at once. Okay, second one is uh, 17. That'll also hit. So you're going to roll a total of 3d10, but you're only nice. going to modify twice. So so I I got a total of 14 on the rolls, and then two modifiers would be plus 8, so 22 from both of those blasts. Combined. You can see that the humanity starts to come back. And just as it does, these two Eldritch Blasts go right into the upper chest and just below the throat. And as he falls to the falls to the floorboards, you can just hear him say, I never wanted it to come out like this, as he fades to dust. Oh, you're making me feel bad for this Oh, monster. no. You know what? At least I get some temporary hit points, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Says the warlock. <laughs> so, officially out of initiative. Is Father Donovan dead or dying? I have him stabilized. It's going to be a little bit before he comes back. Is he, he's still pretty hurt, though. He's not conscious. Bartholomew's going to take one look at the dust and then go find Father Donovich to cast Healing Word on him to help him out a little bit. And what sort of words of encouragement do you want to give? You've done everything you can, now let us do something for you. And as you do so, go ahead, roll that d4. He gets 7 HP. His eyes flutter open, and he says, My son, is he... Is he gone? I'm so sorry. And there's just, there's a couple of tears that come out of his eyes, just as he's still lying back. I know I'm not the most holy of men, but Avacyn, why? Is there any, like, vases or any sort of containers in this church that I can see? There are a couple. Okay, I'm gonna grab one, and then I'm gonna go back to the room and try and collect as much of the dust from the vampire's remains into the container to save for Father Donovich. Thinking about... Okay his own children as he does so and he also starts to cry a little bit buffer what are you doing 
a little shaken just because he did not expect what was going to happen when he opened that trap door. But he's also, I mean, the killing of the vampire from his perspective is justified because it was a creature that was dark and based on his own convoluted path of righteousness, it was justified. It, it was a justified kill. It was a good thing to do. But at the same time, he's feeling really conflicted with what just happened with the light that came out of his body, more or less. He feels confused about that and at the same time, slightly guilty for making Father Donovan feel the way he does. Not guilty for killing the vampire, but guilty for making him feel that way. He's conflicted, to say the least. In Surrey, this is a Church of Avacyn, one of the places that you generally would not have gone to. What's going on for you right now? Um, Surrey's, I would guess, is honestly pretty shocked. Like, she's probably hugging onto her, uh, her father's book uh, pretty tightly. She's never really like obliterated anyone into dust before, let alone like what was probably a child, someone's child. And so she's just like kind of receding like with her book. And I, when you say receding, are you heading back outside? No, no, she's just kind of like, uh, she's still in the, the actually, yeah, maybe she does kind of start like backing outside, like just holding on to her book and like still staying close, but just kind of getting out of the church physically. You go, you sit on the steps, clutching your father's book to you. And in the aftermath, the other priest, he comes to each of you in turn and gives his thanks. Father Donovich, as you hand this urn with his son's remains, tears well up again and he says he's truly gone but as long as his memory remains with you the son that you knew will always be here and he looks up not incredulous not angry but woeful and just my son never came back and with that he is led into his bedchambers to rest to recuperate and the traveling priest he ushers the two of you out and just says I know that there is gratitude but there's also sorrow we'll take some time for Father Donovich to process I understand completely it's never easy to lose a child thank you all the same I know that this will bring a further lasting peace to him so sitting on the steps of the church, what's next? Well, that was something else. Yeah, not not what I expected. Nope. Almost feel bad for the guy. Bartholomew's pulled his locket out from under his shirt again and is just rubbing it between his fingers. Well, we we did what we said we were gonna come do. I can't help but feel that this is our fault though we we just snuck into his home invisibly and 
just broke in and essentially killed his child. His child had turned from something pure and good into something dark that could not recover. We did what we had to do. Yeah, his son has been dead for a long time. It was not safe for him or the rest of the town to keep him locked up the way he did. If anything, he was hurting himself more by doing it. Well, shall we go? Are we still planning on <laughs> going back? I think we've done enough here for now. I'm alright with saying goodbye to Innistrad for now. The stress swindler? Yes, we'll see. Yes, that we will next time on Fireside Dice. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Fireside Dice. This podcast is produced by Realms of Roleplaying, and all music used in this show was produced by Alexander Nakarada of Serpa Sound Studios. We'll see you all in the next episode.